Star Wars 7x7 episode 2363. Now that we've had a little time to process the finale for The Mandalorian, I think I have a better handle on this Darksaber business. And so we're going to talk about where the Darksaber came from, how it's changed hands over the years, and why Bo-Katan can't accept it from Din Djarin in the finale. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So we're going to talk about all those things and we're also going to talk about a, a character who might have a claim on the Darksaber that we haven't seen since the early part of the first season of The Mandalorian. That will be coming down the pike soon enough. But first, let's just revisit Darksaber history. We've done this a time or two before, but... I'll make it quick this time, I promise. The Darksaber was crafted by a Mandalorian Jedi named Tar Vizsla, and he was part of the Jedi until his eventual death, and the Darksaber was kept in the Jedi Temple until the Mandalorians sacked the temple. It's the sacking of the Jedi Temple that happened near the fall of the Old Republic, or the end of the Old Republic. So, not necessarily at 1032 BBY, but around that time it was taken away from the Jedi and became Mandalorian property again and it was used like Excalibur as we've talked about on the show previously where whoever wielded the Darksaber would lay claim to the throne of Mandalore and it had been in the house of Vizsla, House Vizsla, for many, many hundreds of years and eventually wound up in the hands of Pre Vizsla, who we met in the Clone Wars cartoon series. He was the leader of Death Watch, which was the splinter group of Mandalorians who did not believe in the new Mandalorian peaceful ways. They believed in the Mandalorian warrior ways, the old school situation. And eventually Darth Maul got involved, or Maul, since he was no longer a Darth <laughs> at that time, and fought Pre Vizsla in combat, beat him, killed him, and took the Darksaber for his own. So, Maul was in possession of the Darksaber for quite a long time, and he appears to lose it, and it's not necessarily made very clear, but he appears to lose it at the end of the Son of Dathomir comic series, a four-issue limited series of comics that's basically a Clone Wars legacy story. And in case you need the refresher, when The Clone Wars was cancelled after its sixth season, or after its fifth season, and then they did The Lost Missions sixth season specifically on Netflix, but there were all these other stories, all these other story arcs that they hadn't completed yet. Some of them found life in other ways, like Crystal Crisis on Utapu was done via storyboards and animatics. The Dark Disciple novel by Christy Golden was based on two different four-episode story arcs. And then there's the Son of Dathomir story arc, which was turned into a four-issue comic series where Mother Talzin and this, you know, gets into spoilery for that stuff, but it's been out for more than a decade, so I don't think we need to be too wary about that. Ultimately, Mother Talzin is able to come back to life, but is defeated by Sidious and 
um, Count Dooku and Grievous, and in the process, Darth Maul is removed. Like, Talzin basically tells her son Maul to run and is willing to sacrifice herself to save him, and Mandalorians who are supporting him as part of the Shadow Collective are able to get him out of the fray of the fight, but it seems that he loses the Darksaber in the process. It is lost somewhere on Dathomir. Then we get to the Siege of Mandalore story arc in Season 7 of The Clone Wars, and you'll recall that Maul fights Ahsoka not with the Darksaber, so at that point he is not using the Darksaber anymore. The next time we see the Darksaber is on Dathomir in an episode of Star Wars Rebels. But Maul doesn't seem to actually be too interested in it. Like, there's an altar there, and he does some magic to try to get... You know, well, the story itself is <laughs> complicated and Night's History, which is awesome, but takes us away from the whole Darksaber thing. The point is, is that... Maul was kind of uninterested in the thing, even though it was set up at an altar and actually left and took off without it and didn't seem to try to gain possession of it. Sabine Wren actually took possession of it at the end of that particular story and, you know, was suddenly now in ownership of the Darksaber. And so then when she goes back to Mandalore to try to, you know, end up reuniting with her family and you know, helping the Mandalorians take back Mandalore from the Empire. She tells her mother, Ursa Wren, that she got it from Maul, but not in combat, which is legitimate, right? And later on, Ursa Wren sells out Sabine and the Spectre Cell of Rebels to Gar Saxon, who is the Viceroy on Mandalore, working for the Imperials. And she gives him the Darksaber, and ultimately Sabine has to best Gar Saxon in combat using Ezra's lightsaber in the process. And so she wins the Darksaber back from Gar in combat and therefore becomes the rightful wielder of the Darksaber. But that point she says that she's going to stay on Mandalore, so she departs from the Spectre Cell of Rebels for a while. And it's not until the beginning of the fourth and final season of Rebels that we see her again with the Darksaber saber as they are trying to destroy that terrible weapon she unwittingly created while she was in the Imperial Academy, the one that can fry Mandalorians inside their Beskar armor. And with the help of Bo-Katan, they are able to destroy this device and Sabine is basically impressed with the leadership abilities of Bo-Katan and offers her the Darksaber and says, you know, you can unite the clans of Mandalore against the Empire. You can actually lead them. And at that point, Bo-Katan says, okay, like, I'll do it. I'll take you up on it. Like, she has the heritage. She's the last in line of the Kree's family, right? And so she can fight to restore Mandalore to Mandalorians and fight against the Empire. So that happens in 2BBY, and the Darksaber doesn't appear again until 9ABY, when Moff Gideon cuts his way out of that TIE Fighter at the end of Season 1 of The Mandalorian. And in addition to the events of the original trilogy, the one thing that we know about that happened at some point in between those two events, in those 11 years, and probably more than likely within the six years, say, between 2BBY and 4ABY, is the Great Purge. That's the event that we've heard referred to on The Mandalorian, and my oh my, doesn't it seem like we're going to hear more about this Great Purge at some point? And during that time, it would seem 
one of two things had to happen. Either somebody else on Mandalore challenged Bo-Katan for the right to lead the Mandalorians and fought her for the Darksaber and won. That's option one. Option two is that whatever happened with this great purge, the Mandalorians were so terribly defeated and she was among those defeated that she was bested in combat and the Darksaber was taken away from her. So one way to look at the upcoming drama for season three of The Mandalorian is to consider how Bo-Katan could actually have a fight with our titular Mandalorian where it would actually be a legitimate fight that she could win in order to get the Darksaber from him, even though he obviously he doesn't care. He's like, I yield, take it. He's trying to give it to her like he wants to, right? So unfortunately that's not going to work for Bo-Katan so something else is going to have to happen and that has to do swinging back to what I was mentioning at the beginning about a character that we haven't seen since the early days of season one who might become a player in this and I will explain that in just one more second before I do though I just want to say thank you again for all your support over this past year this past very difficult year for all of us it has been so strange and crazy I hope that you have managed to stay safe and healthy that your family has managed to stay safe and healthy and I hope that I've been able to keep a bright spot in your day by doing this podcast for you. It's been my joy to still be able to do it even under these circumstances that we've all been living in. And I hope that you will still get to enjoy it for you know many days, weeks, years to come that we can still do this together on a day-to-day -day basis. So please take care of yourself this holiday season. Take care of your loved ones this holiday season. And thank you so much for your support now and every day since the beginning of this pandemic, since the beginning of this show. Thank you so much for your support. You do really make this possible and make it possible for me to do it for you and with you. So going back to the beginning of the episode when I talked about Tar Vizsla, who first had the Darksaber, who crafted the Darksaber, right? And it's been in the family of House Vizsla for many, many hundreds of years, or, you know, had been, you know, until Maul took it and then other things happened. Well, we've had a member of House Vizsla in The Mandalorian. His name is Paz Vizsla, and you might know him better as the heavy Mandalorian. He was the bigger Mandalorian that got into the fight with Din Djarin in front of the armorer, and then later had the giant Gatling gun who was laying down suppressing fire to try to help the Mandalorian escape from Navarro with the child during the uh, ending of chapter three, The Sin, right? So that is a member of House Vizsla, and he doesn't particularly care for the Mandalorian very much, so we don't know what his whereabouts are since the events of season one, since the Covert had to break up and had to take off and run into hiding, but he has reason to be upset with the Mandalorian, and he has what he would probably believe is a legitimate claim on the Darksaber because that saber had been in his family for generations. That's where I think season three could be going on some level, that we could start getting into Mandalorian politics and fights between houses and families and whatnot, that that could certainly be one element of season three. I would love to hear what you think about it, though, so please let me know wherever you happen to catch the episode that has a comment section or at home base for the show at sw7x7.com. And that is going to do it for today's episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. 
and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.